Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, How Valuable Are Breeding Soundness Exams? And although you can't see the title of the article as it's written, valuable is spelled B-A-L-U hyphen B-U-L-L. Again, just highlighting the importance of the value and importance of a breeding soundness exam as they think about bulls for the cow herd. This article was co-authored by Dr. Casey McCarthy, who's a University of Nebraska-Lincoln cow-calf specialist, as well as Dr. Lindsay Wachter-Mead, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator and Veterinarian. To discuss the article today, I'm joined by Dr. Casey McCarthy. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, Dr. McCarthy, for many cow-calf producers, they're still in the midst of calving. There are some others who maybe are January, February calvers who are now starting to think about turning out some bulls. In this article, you highlight the importance of a breeding soundness exam to just double check and make sure that those bulls are in good working order. Highlight for us some of the things that are important that we need to know and understand about a breeding soundness exam and why that really does have value as we think about getting ready for the breeding season. Absolutely. Well, when we think about our breeding soundness exams, um, you know, the first thing to understand is that this is a developed guideline by the American Society of Therogenology. And so basically what they've developed are guidelines for our bulls to be classified as satisfactory breeders. So a veterinarian um, is required to evaluate the bull. And what they look at are our physical examination, they measure the scrotal circumference of our bulls, and then they evaluate semen quality for motility and morphology. And so for our bulls to be successful um, and be able to pass that breeding soundness exam, uh, what we're really looking for is a bull that has at least 30% progressive motility. So that means does that individual sperm move in a forward progression? And then they're going to evaluate the morphology. And those bulls need to pass with a 70% normal sperm morphology, which basically means that um, is there normal sperm formation um, and identifying any problems or issues uh, with overall morphology. And then what we are looking at is a minimum, minimum scrotal circumference based on that age. And so if our bull is not meeting those minimum requirements, he basically is either then going to be classified as deferred, uh, which is basically saying uh, we would recommend or the vet would recommend that that bull should be evaluated again. Now, we also have the unsatisfactory potential breeder where maybe we had some damage to the scrota, maybe like a frostbite or injury, or, or maybe that bull was close to normal sperm morphology, but just under that, that threshold. And so what, what we need to do is then think about reevaluating those bulls and giving them some time to recover to make sure that they pass that breeding soundness exam. Now, when we think about the scrotal circumference, um, that really tells us that testicular mass. So basically, as that scrotum increases, um, so does our daily production of high quality sperm. And so circumference is a really great measure uh, for overall sperm quality, but also is directly related to the onset of puberty in the bull and also his female offspring. So a really great measure to have done on all our bulls and our breeding battery. And then just one final note, when we think about that physical exam, 
that our, our veterinarian is going to evaluate our bulls. They're going to look and make sure that feet and legs are sound, their eyes are not having any issues, um, and then also wanting to make sure those bulls are in adequate body condition. Because ultimately, when we think about the demands of our breeding season, bulls are going out to work. And so they need to be athletic. They need to be able to move and maintain condition throughout the entire season uh, to make sure that they are staying healthy and, and can work and cover uh, those females during the breeding season. Let's talk a little bit about an appropriate time frame to get a bull's BSC exam performed. So when should I do that prior to the breeding season? Absolutely. So when we think about testing bulls, right, we generally will recommend roughly four to six weeks prior to the breeding season. Ultimately, this is allowing you time to identify any bulls that may not pass that exam, allows you some time to, to find some new bulls if needed. And then it also gives those bulls some time if there was any damage during winter, maybe frostbite or injury, like I mentioned earlier where we can allow those bulls to recover and then give them some time to, to be retested before pasture turnout for breeding season. When we think about our breeding soundness exams, this is a one point in time measurement. And so what happens early on, maybe in March or April, or even earlier in the year, that spermatogenesis cycle is going to take upwards of 61 days. And so Giving yourself enough time if our bulls are satisfactory or maybe unsatisfactory, that gives us enough time to move into the next couple months uh, and allow them to recover and retest in order to, to make sure our bulls are satisfactory breeders um, at the time of turnout. Sometimes I think people, if they have a multiple bull pasture, think, well, I've got several bulls out there, uh, probably don't need to perform a breeding soundness exam on these, but we know that dominant bulls can often be the primary breeders in a multiple sire herd. And so if you have a dominant bull that's had an injury and you're not aware of it, you may have a bull out there that's being ineffective and in keeping the other fertile bulls from breeding. So even in multiple sire pastures, there's still value in having breeding soundness exams performed. Yes, absolutely. That's a great point, Aaron. I think identifying those bulls and then also going out and checking bulls throughout the breeding season uh, would be strongly encouraged, especially when you think about the example you just mentioned. Um, if one of our dominant bulls are, uh, is injured, we want to make sure that we're identifying that early so we can make some changes to those stocking rates in those pastures, make some bull changes to make sure that we don't push our calving or breeding season back or maybe extend it if we do have problem. So being able to identify those issues early and capitalize even on maybe some early pregnancy detection can really help identify maybe some of those bulls that went downhill during the breeding season. Another thing that a breeding soundness exam doesn't do, and you touched on this, is it doesn't help us know if that bull is going to be effective as a breeder. And so early when you turn the bull out, especially with inexperienced bulls, uh, making sure they know uh, what they're doing and are getting the job done effectively is important as well. Yes, especially with our younger bulls, like you mentioned, libido or that willingness to breed is not determined or measured in our breeding soundness exams. 
And so being able to maybe separate some of our younger bulls with some females that are in heat in a smaller pasture or pen really helps you identify, make sure that bull can figure things out before moving into a larger herd for the breeding season. And identifying or watching those bulls through the breeding season uh, will help you identify what's going on and make sure that those bulls are getting the job done, especially with our yearling bulls or younger bulls that are inexperienced. They're going to take upwards of maybe even twice as many tries to get those females bred compared to our more experienced and older bulls. So keep that in mind that um, they may need to be figuring that out a little more than some of our, our more dominant or mature bulls. And so keeping an eye on that is also something to, to really consider when we're thinking about the breeding season. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, this article could be found in the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter.